working. So today's message that God has for us, it's a lot. I hope I can get through it all. Holy Spirit knows what he wants to say. So my topic is having a firm foundation to use the power placed in your hands on purpose, for a purpose, with purpose. So that's a big title. But, <laughs> but God's word is in it. It's good. If you will just um, pray with me for a minute. Father God, I just thank you for the opportunity to stand before your people. I just thank you, Lord, that I just come, Lord God, as a humble servant, Lord, kneeled down before you. I ask that you hide me behind your Holy Spirit, that you let your Holy Spirit speak, Lord, speak to us, oh God, to give us what we need in this day and age, oh God. We thank you right now for shining your bright light in our lives, oh God, no matter what we're dealing with, Lord. We know you are Father God. And your son is our Lord and Savior. And we thank you for the gift of your sweet Holy Spirit. Now, Holy Spirit, we ask that you speak and have your way. In Jesus' name, take us from where we are. Find us right there. And take us to where you call us to be, Lord. Encourage us, bless us, and fill us up, O oh God, full. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Okay, we know that... Um, this is a new season. The new season started September the 11th, 2018. And um, that was the season of 5779. In this new season of our lives, we must take a real look at our hearts and what we believe to be truly and true of what we believe and stand for that and what we stand against. We must know. We must not think. We must not guess. We must know. These are the times... The, world, the Word of God speaks about the trying times. These are times that will try men's souls. Men, women, all of us. Try our souls. These are times that will also bless our souls. But only those who stand firmly in the foundation of Jesus Christ. In this season of 5779, the Jewish Hebrew year, which started 2011, I mean, September 11, 2018, and has shifted into 2019, where we are now. In this season, prophetically speaking, the breakdown of the numbers is a must-understand importance to us, the body of Christ. They are symbolically important, and what they mean to us is from God, for God's people. You know, he says in the Bible, and I always refer back to that, to ask God when we read, God, what is your mystery for your people? Because he said he's had hidden mysteries in the Bible for us and us alone. Five represents God's extended grace and favor and more, but those are big, the big ones. Seven equals completion, perfection, dealing with our maturity and lacking nothing in Christ. 7-7 seven, seven equals double portions of blessings, grace, and favor, along with suddenlies happening. These suddenlies come as good, and there are some that come as what we are called not so good, or what we consider not so good. God is always a present help in the time of trouble and need. His people who believe and trust in him have no fear of what comes our way and what goes, whether 
it's bad, worse, or whatever, because we're going to go through things. I understand more, so much more now when we are followers of Christ. He suffered a long suffering, but had great victory for us. We are not asked to do what he did, but we are going to suffer in this life, but only to receive great victory like him. We're already victorious. Now comes the nine. The nine has a double meaning. The nine looks like the signal looks like a basket with a snake attached. So the double meaning of it is of goodness, fruitfulness, an elevated increase. But we also see here the symbol or number sign of a snake. It appears to be a basket full of fruitfulness with a snake, which translates Satan will be trying his best to overthrow God's plan for us on an even ele more elevated level like we have not known before. Because we're in Revelation, time's winding up. He knows it, so it's like, take your best shot. Take your best shot. We already know that he has come to steal, kill, and destroy us. Here he comes with all the power he is allowed to have by God to do his best work in his most cunning way. Number one, the three things he comes to do, he comes in to distract distraction, trying to redirect our mindset to think and ponder against the word of God, thinking it's not true. Derailment, to tear down that which has been built up through a slow and gradual weakening process. He tries to rip apart what we have been holding fast to in the word, our belief process, our foundation. Then comes destruction when what's left of our weakened state after the first two deeds have been allowed, notice the word allowed, to take possession, we are no longer meet for the master's use. Foundation is destroyed. Notice there was a phrase used, stated, allowed. The enemy can only take what we give him. Only what we give him. He can't take anything from us. He doesn't have that permission. We give him the permission. Just like Adam and Eve. They had it all. But he couldn't take any of that. But they handed it over to him. But let's say this is not my portion. This is not my portion. Well, it's not my portion. Is it your portion? No. No. Not my portion. We are the body of Christ. The ecclesia. His cherished ones. God would not allow anything like that to happen to us. We as God's people in the name of Jesus Christ through the presence, power, and full authority of his Holy Spirit can be over, cannot be overthrown by the enemy. I'm a little nervous because there's just so much to get out, but I ask God to help me. We possess a firm, unshakable foundation. This is why we must draw even closer to the Godhead to hear so that we can, so that we can hear and obey his call and follow his directions. No matter what the enemy comes to us with, as long as we are in God's will, steadfast, unmovable, always abiding in the work of the Lord, we will have no fear. We will always be victorious because it is his will we are walking in. Remember, we're here for purpose, on purpose, with purpose.
God's purpose. So we as God's people have to come to the understanding that even though we're in this world and Satan is dangling all these temptations at us and believe me, he knows as we were in the world what we liked, what was good and he brings that right to us. But we are in Christ now. We are kingdom people. We have no parts in the world. And we have to understand that and it seems that it's difficult for a lot of people sometimes to understand that, to come to that reality. But God builds up and strengthens the posts, the, um, what are they called, the columns. Mm -hmm. You got columns, like in this house, there are columns mm -hmm. with the foundation that holds up the whole house. Mm -hmm. So God has his columns, his strong columns, and he builds them up, and He reach, they reach out, and he grabs on to the other ones that are his. There are still many people in this world that are God's people. They just haven't come to the reality because the scales are not off their eyes yet. But God uses us as he will to toss nuggets, nuggets, nuggets. And people are then drawn. One, water. But God always adds the increase. It's always God that does it. No matter what kind of education, you can go to the highest education you want. You can be dressed the best you want to be dressed. But if you don't have the anointing on your life of God, you don't have anything. Paul said, he considered it all done. Paul said, I thought I had it going on. But I was wrong. And so I just kicked all that to the curb because it means nothing to me now. What once meant everything to him means nothing to him now. And that's where we have to come to. We have to come to what's important in your life. What's important to your life? Is it your things? Is it the money you want? Is it a beautiful home, a lovely car, a boat, yacht, vacations, what? They're all nice things, but is that your priority? As people of God, kingdom people, it cannot be our priority, only God. Amen. The Godhead, Jesus, Holy Spirit. Because everything else is going to pass away, he said. There will be nothing left but the Word. And where's that Word going to be? Us. Us. That's why it's so important to know the Word, to have the Word. Because that Word builds the glory in us. It's not dropping out the sky. It's coming through us. He says in his word, your suffering that you go through cannot be compared to the glory that shall be revealed through, through you, through you, through me. It's coming through us. While people's waiting and looking, I'm waiting on the glory to drop. Drop from where? <laughs> drop from where? And what are you doing to build this or to allow him to build you with this glory? It doesn't come for free. It takes work. It takes belief. It takes trust in God. It takes work. It, 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 it takes holding those keys that he gave us. Because he gave us keys. Our Father God is on the throne. So what? no matter what Satan brings our way, it's up to God. Because remember, God is Satan's boss. He can get rid of him at any time. But he just uses him for his little flunky in our lives. People said to me, I don't know why God just don't get rid of Satan. I said, why? You ain't bothered by Satan. I say he just using whenever he feel like he what he needs to better our lives. He does ever use him to hurt us or to do bad things to us, but he uses him to show us and to build us for his glory. 
so his glory can be revealed because Satan is like, like he said, you take that head from around him and I got him. I'm making curse you. I said, hmm, help yourself. Go ahead. Go ahead. Maxine, AJ, any of us. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do, do your best shot. You can do anything but kill them. Break them all. Do your best shot. But I guarantee you, they are not going to curse me. But see, he already knows. Thank you, Lord. Drag them through the wilderness. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because why? Because God is with me. And I'm only passing through. Because I'm passing through this dark and wilderness to be someone else's shining light. To bring them into his glorious life. That's why I'm going through it. But Satan, you have no power and authority. So get under my feet where you belong. And sometimes it's hard for us to bring that realization to our mind immediately because it's so much at one time. But God said, that's all right because I'm carrying you. When you feel like you can't walk, I'm carrying you. He said, I got you. I got you. So don't worry about it. I've been coming through this life now 69 years. To me, I know nothing but suffering, nothing but grief. Everything pulled away from me. Mother, father, abused, raped, sodomized, victimized, all kinds of things. People say to me sometimes when I give a testimony, they say, man, you should be one mad person, one evil person. And nobody couldn't blame me. I say God could blame me. God could blame me. Because he allowed me to go through this because there are other people going through these things and even worse things than I'm going through. But for this portion, he gives them me. He gives them you. Whatever it is that you're going through in your life, it's for. We've heard of someone else. You've got an audience. You have. You don't need to stand behind a pulpit to be a minister. We're all ministers. When he talked to the woman at the well, he said, go tell. That's ministering. I tell you, God is so good. I love the Lord. Hallelujah. He's been so good to me. I'm preaching. I'm ministering the word. It doesn't take all of that. That's one thing. It doesn't take all of that. Now, they say it doesn't take all of that with what happened to our Lord and Savior. It took all of that. It's going to take all of that in our lives, too. And some more. But God wants us to know that we have an unshakable foundation. As long as we walk in his will, we have an unshakable foundation. He has given us something that's so priceless, no one can take. No one can, how they say it, uh, replicate. No one can do that. That's why we're not in competition with anyone. Because what God called me to do is only for me to do it. You can't do it. And what God called you to do, I can't do it. It's yours. The only way it won't get done is if you or I refuse it. And then, all depends on God what he wants. He has a way of humbling us down to say, oh, uh, you, you're going to do it. Now, it may take a little longer here, but uh, you're going to do it. Because this is part of my plan, and I got this here, and I'm not going to let you handicap my body. Because we're all so important to him. He wants to hear from us daily. Well, God's got everybody else. He doesn't need me. I'm sure he's busy. No, he needs you. He wants you. He wants you. That's why he placed you here. That's why he placed me here. And he wants us to know and understand that. 
times is winding up. They're getting worse out here. Everything is trying to make us think that now we hear a lot about homosexuality and different things and try to make it like, oh, it's a lifestyle spin. It's nothing you know, wrong with it. All these different things. You can live together. Yeah, you don't need marriage anymore. All these different things that so many people's doing it. Some people is like, well, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, even some pastors are doing it. You know, people, uh, so-called people of God are doing it. But he said, you're none of mine. Because if you were, you would still be here with us. You would have never left us. God knows them that are his. Are you his today? Yes. Yes, we are his today. That's why we can't worry about who's here and who's not. We can pray for them, but we have to run for our own life. Amen. He said, you run this race. This is a horrible race to run sometimes. It's hard. It's downtrodden. It makes us cry. It makes us... Oh, my God. But God said, I am building you because, remember, I'm able. It's my love for you. It's my strength in you. The song, my strength. He's our everything that we will ever need in life to do whatever he called us to do. Amen. And I believe that's why he told Paul about the thorn in the side. Because sometimes we feel like, well, I'm too old. I'm too sick. I can't do that. God said, look, I got everything you need. And it don't have nothing to do with your age or your sickness. Because I'm still going to use you for my glory. And I'm going to use you in a powerful and mighty way. And that's what we all have to remember. While the enemy's coming and saying, look at you. You old now. and You decrepit. You sick all the time. What, what, what are you going to do with you? And if we entertain that, that's why he said cast down every thought immediately. Don't wait. Don't ponder on it. Don't think about it. Cast it down. Because it's no good. It's not for us. It's not for me. It's not for you. And he wants us to know and understand that. Because like I said before, these are times that's going to try our souls. The heat's turned up. In this new level here, in this, in this season here, is greater. It commands greater. And it commands more from us. But God's already done it. He's already placed it. He's already given it to us. All it has to do is continually be developed in us. Thank you, Lord. We are his heritage. We are his precious people. We are royal priesthood. We read the scriptures. We know what God said about who we are. Even though sometimes we don't feel like it, it's not about how we feel. It's not about our feelings. What did you decide to do? It's about your decision. What are you? What, what is your priority, Mally? What did you decide to do? Then you stand on that. The only thing he gave us is our own will. He gave us that. He said, this day you choose who you will serve. And this day means every minute, second of the day. Even all night. Who are you choosing? Because here comes the devil. <laughs> Look good, don't you? I don't you. Come on, keep moving this way. And we got to say, devil, get out of here. You and your temptations go. The blood of Jesus is against you. I'm a child of God. I'm a royal priesthood. Who you think you're talking to? I'm not stupid. I know what your end is. That shall not be my portion. And that's what we got to let him know because as long as he thinks that we're stupid, we don't know any better. He's going to come with those things. And some people he's going to get. He's roaming the earth seeking whom he may devour, destroy. 
And every time we let guards down or we get in a weakened state and don't call on Jesus, that's on the staff of the shepherd. Yeah. It wasn't to beat them. People used to tell us that was to beat them back in shape. No, it wasn't. It was to gently grab them by the neck. Pull them back over this way. No, no, no. Come on. Gently. Yes. Gently. That's what it's for. Because he doesn't will that we all be lost. He wants us all to be saved. Even though he knows some don't want him and don't want to be bothered with him. But that's what he wants. Yes. God's people. Oh, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He has greatness for us in trying to skip some of us. Isaiah 3 and 10 tells us, Righteous, it will be well for them. Tell the righteous, it will be well for them, for they will enjoy the fruit of their labor. Isaiah 3 and 10. In the midst of the enemy's temper tantrums, it is a great just a part of the spoke part of the spoken of spiritual warfare that we've heard about. We hear about spiritual warfare, but we don't think sometimes that it's real because our season has not come to that reality of it or that level of it. We like, okay, spiritual warfare hasn't been so bad for me. Okay, but it's coming. It's coming. If it hasn't been so bad for you, strap up, armor up, get prepared. Hey, walk with this Bible on your head if you got to. Because it's I'm a witness of that. And when and when God elevates elevates us instead of I know that's right, instead of jumping up and down and come on, look at me. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, what is this? What is coming, Lord? Because with each level there's something coming for that. There's a payment required. Now, if we remember who we are in Christ, he said, I got you, but you got to go through this. And you're going to come out victorious. If you don't lose sight of who I am and who you are. As we stand for righteousness, even though we have these encounters at the same time, because God is on the throne, he sees our hearts and rewards our faithfulness with favor, increased blessings, maturity lacking nothing, which is perfection. He has given us the victory. He perfects us according to his will. He perfects us on the call that he has for our life. The call is something we can't do anything about. The gifts, they operate, they function, they're without repentance. That's why we can look at people sometimes and say, man, they're doing that kind of stuff, but yet and still, wow, what's going on there? It's coming without repentance. Yep, that's right. And we have to know and understand that. But the anointing just fades right on out. They were once so anointed. You could feel it when they walked past. But Satan that has been allowed to grab something from their life. And sometimes people don't have the support that they need around them. Because I hear many pastors, they're killing themselves and everything like that because they can't go to other pastors and say, look, bro, I'm struggling here. I need some help, brother. They're like, you a man of God. Uh, Hey, look at you. How are you going to talk to the people and you, hey, come on, strap up. Get it together. Get it together. They don't want to hear it. Right. Next thing you know, the people are on drugs. Mm-hmm. They're out in the street because they don't want the the men don't want to minister to a sister and they fell right in her arms. Right. The sisters don't want to minister to a man that fell right in his arms. Right. 
Where is God in the midst of this? We have to be careful. Yes. I believe that's why Jesus always sent twos. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Twos. It is dangerous to go alone. Right. Well, I got Jesus, yes. But he said twos. Twos. And we could also help each other. When one is feeling like they're getting down, we're to help lift them back up. Come on, you can make it. You can yes. make it. Yes. We are each other's sister and brother's keeper. Yes. We are. We're responsible for each other. Yeah. That's why he calls on the love. He said we have to love each other. Yeah. We can't just love who we want to love. Uh-uh. God's not pleased with that. We have to love with his love. Yeah. Now, it takes time to build up. It does. It takes time to transform us from what we've been with in the world into God's grace and mercy and love. But he said it's doable. He said, I can do all things through God that strengthens you, through Christ that strengthens you. But we have to know these scriptures and be able to pull on them so that they can pop up. And that's what the word is meant to do. When we're going through these struggles, when we're going through these situations, the word of God is meant to pop up in us and say, hey, he's Emmanuel, always with us. He never sleeps. He never said, well, I'll relax and just let him go ahead. No, uh -uh. he said, I'm with you. He said, I'm with you. Now, sometimes we feel like he's silent. Where are you? He said, well, I'm just allowing you to see your growth. But I'm right here. But right now, you don't need me. But I'm here. When you need me, I'm here. When you need me, I'm going to be there. But sometimes we have to see where we've come from, from where we've been. How else will we know where we're growing in? How else will we be able to take an inventory of ourselves and say, okay, they're doing so good here. But God, you know, and you know I want to grow, so I ask you forgive me, Lord, and help me. And he's like, okay, here we go. Don't worry about that. But some of us feel like, because we're busy looking at somebody else's life, we don't want to pull that plunk out of our eye, but we already got it made. Look at them. Look at them. What is God showing you about them? Could it be? It's something about you that you're seeing in them. No, not me. Uh-uh. That ain't talking to me. There's always a word talking to you. There's always a word talking to me. Now, I may come across differently. All depends on what God is trying to show each and every one of us. But he's showing us something. Amen. He's showing us something. And he may be rewarding us for something. He does that too. But he's always wants us to stay focused on him yes. and what he's doing. And using him for other people's lives. Even the murderers, even the people that had done, God has given me a level of compassion that I would have never thought of for me. But I see differently now through his eyes. Everyone has a story. And when people talk about people and things like that, and it's such a big I tell them, but do you know their story? Do you know their background history? Do you know the why of that? We need to pray for them. We need to see how we can help them. Because it's a reason God put them in our midst. He placed them. We all have subjects. We all have, um, what is that word I always tell them, but that we have, we all have, in other words, somebody that God is holding us to responsible for. We all have them. We're the body of Christ, the ecclesia, his precious. And he calls us to pull others 
out of the darkness into his marvelous light. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God. So he sees our heart, rewards our faithfulness and protection. So say no worries for those of us who hold the keys to the kingdom of God. Let's look at some of the very important keys to the kingdom. We must be certain that our truth stands firm on the foundation of Jesus Christ. 2 Timothy 2.19 states, He is our chief cornerstone. With this inscription, the Lord knows those who are his, and all who belong to the Lord must turn away from evil. Must. He didn't say should, he said must. The temporary temptations of the world are not worth it. All sin, though it may be so tempting to us, is evil and an abomination to God. We must become strong in the Lord in the power of His might. We can do all things in His mighty power and strength. Don't try to do it yourself. You will fail and fall into the enemy's grip. That comes from Ephesians 6, 10, Philippians 4, 13. And here in Isaiah 28, verse 16, has four keys here. Therefore the Lord says, and I have these in different translations. This is the Amplified. Therefore the Lord says, listen carefully. I am laying in Zion a stone, tested stone, a precious stone, a cornerstone for the secure foundation, firmly placed. He who believes, or she, that's the first key there, believes. He who trusts in, number two, adheres to, and relies on, four keys right there, that stone will not be disturbed, shaken, or give way to sudden panic. Isaiah 28, verse 16. 1 Peter 3.12, the eyes of the Lord are open, watching over those who do right, and his ears are open to their prayers. 1 Peter 3.12, these are keys that he gives us to let us know we can call on him at any time. Lord, have mercy. Lord, help me. Lord, forgive me. Lord, I need this. Lord, I need you. He said, I'm right here. We must remember that God is eternal. One day is as a thousand years to the Lord. He has no time frame in which to answer our prayers. But we will but he will always answer as he sees fit to according to his will and development of relationship for our lives. That development of relationship, he wants an intimate relationship with each and every one of us. Intimacy is important with him. He wants us. He loves us. He needs us to be there. He builds us. He encourages us. He speaks to us. He leads, guides, and directs us through the Holy Spirit. We are individually important to him. He loves us so much as his people. We are the sheep of his pasture. Ephesians 2, 19-22. New Living. So now you are no foreigners or guests. But rather, you are the children of the city of the Holy Ones with all the rights as family members of the household of God. You are rising like the perfectly fitted, perfectly fitted stones of the temple, and your lives are being built up together upon the ideal foundation laid by the apostles and prophets. And best of all, 
You are connected to the head cornerstone of the building, the anointed one, Jesus Christ himself. This entire building is under construction and is continually growing under his supervision until it rises up completely as the holy temple of the Lord himself. This means that God is transforming each and every one of us into the holy of holies. His dwelling place through the power of the Holy Spirit living in us. Building. Continually building. So we're going to make mistakes and everything to let us know this is what comes from the mistakes. This is what you should do at this point, And this is where you are at that point. But I'm building you. I'm raising you up to be part of a holy city. The Holy Spirit is God's guarantee. Another key. God's guarantee that we belong to him and that we will do what he has promised. Holy Spirit keeps our foundation sure when we allow him to be in full control and reign over our lives. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. Another very important key is love. We know that the love of God Another very important key, which we are commanded to do, that's all I was getting at, we are commanded to is to love. So we must, he has commanded us. He said this is not an option. This is not something that you can choose to do or not to do. It's a command. Not only is it a command to love him, but it's a command to love others as yourself. The problem being most times is that we don't love ourselves. We don't love ourselves for one reason or the other, for what the world has labeled us to be, for how we've come up, for all of the things that are our surrounding. We don't love ourselves because we've been told, oh, you're nothing. And I was told, you're a wretch undone. You're nothing, nobody. You ain't never going to be nobody. You ain't pretty. You ain't cute. You're nothing. <laughs> and I was told that all my life. <laughs> so I felt like, okay, so I'm not nothing. What am I doing here? And I always felt like an alien. I did. And when I learned to know God because I went to this little church on the corner because they only sent me there because they gave out food bags. And they's like, gal, get up. Get, get, get some clothes on and, and, and get out there on that bus stop and go down there and get that bag of food. But they taught me the 100th Psalm and the 23rd Psalm. And they taught me that God loved me. Jesus loved me. They would always say that to me. Honey, Jesus loves you. And I said, no, I'm nothing and nobody. And he said, Jesus loves you and you're very important. And one day you're going to see. One day you're going to see. So we must understand that Mark 12, 30 to 31 says, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, your strength, your soul, and your mind. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. And in these two little writings, God showed me that love is the spiritual fulfillment. We've heard this. It is the breath of the Holy Spirit inspired into the human spirit. Love is the cause of the manifestation of the truth of God in this world. We live in. Love is the necessary key and tie proceeding from the realities of things through divine creation. As much as we might like to force love to happen, we can't. But understand, 
hits on many levels and connects more easily to its loving source, Jesus Christ. Amen. He died for and loves us. And he places the love in us. So sometimes we say, I, I just can't love them. Maybe you can't right now, but trust God. Because <laughs> I've said it myself. I said, I just can't love them, nor do I want to love them. Sure enough. And I've said things, I, I, I said things, you know, like when they told me that my husband had mistreated me so bad, I wanted him to die. They said, well, you never can get married again. I said, well, then he needs to die because I didn't want to <laughs> So I had to repent for all of them. That's right. But that's how I felt. Yes. I didn't want to love him at that point, yes. abusing me and carrying on. I was good. Yes. Not perfect, but good. Yes. So I didn't want to love. There's a lot of things happening. I didn't want to love. But the one thing that gets me is Jesus said, I can't use you if you don't forgive Madeline and if you don't let me place my love in you. Yes. Then I can't use you. That alone right there, okay, God, then you do it. I, I submit myself totally and completely to you. You do it in me because I, I can't do it myself. I don't know how. I feel like I just can never do it. He'll do it. He has given me a love for these people that have hurt me and abused me. My step-grandfather abused me, raped me, signed my, did all kind of things. But yet still, I'm the one that took out the policy. I'm the one that went down on Broad Street to the bars and told his people, come on up, we're going to have a service for him. And they had a service for him. I'm the one that put him in the ground. People said, hmm, I would have did nothing. But that's what God said to me. That's what God said to me. That's the love of God. I don't brag on Madeline, because Madeline didn't want to do that. But the love of Christ, the love of Jesus. See, when you run in that world, you run hard. I, I ran hard. So now I feel like I would have run even harder for Jesus Christ. Because he's got the glory. He's got the blessing. He's got me. I'm his. He means greatness for me. He wants to use me in his kingdom. He wants to use you in his kingdom. You are kingdom people. So he wants us to get kingdom minded and live in kingdom purpose. That's what he's calling us to do. But we don't just get there by just taking one little, take one step forward. Ah, there you are. No, it's not that kind of party at all. But he said, if you will hold on to me, if you will hold on to my word, he said, if you will pray to me, if you will seek me, and that word seeking is something. Seeking, you got to do it with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, your sweat, till your sweat glands almost. That's what Jesus was doing when his, um, when his popped into his sweat went in the blood. He was seeking Father God because he was like, uh-uh, I don't even want this cup. I don't want to do this. If there's another way we can do this, come on, God, let's do it this way. And he was sweating and everything. He's like, come on, y'all, hey, come on, help me pray here. You know, don't get revoked over Hey, they sleeping. And that's what we have in our lives. But God said, that's all right, so keep your focus on me because I got you. I'm going to do this. Yes, it may seem hard, and it may seem rough. The road gets rough. It gets tough, but the tough get going. He said, you're going to take this thing by force. He said, you're going to divide and take it by force. He said, because I am with you. I am in you. This is me doing it through you. He said, so I have the victory. 
I have the victory. I get the glory. You get the victory. We share in the blessings of the Lord. These hardships that we're going through, he tells us to um, be a good soldier. He said endure hardship as a good soldier. Because that's what this is all about. Paul says run this race. He sees us as a race we run. But God sees us now I'm building uh, uh, soldiers. I'm building strong, mighty army that takes no, what is that, takes no, no nothing. In other words, don't take nothing. We will not fail, in other words. Amen. And he's telling us, as I build you and build you strong and mighty in my army, the army of God, because he's coming back with the saints. Amen. That's an undefeatable army. Amen. To become undefeatable, we must be transformed. We must be processed. We must be allowed to let him process us so that we can become who he called us to be. He's got to shade some things off of us. He's got to lighten our load. He's got to redirect us. Hey, over here. I'm no longer there. That's a problem. What people nowadays, they're like, okay, this has been working for us so far. And uh, we over here with this, and we're good. We're good. God is saying, no, you're not good because I've been left from over there. I'm over here now. And this is a new thing. It's a new portion in this season that I am doing. I am releasing great things to my people. I am releasing a powerful anointing to my people. I'm releasing that kind of shadow anointing that when we walk by, people just get hit. When we speak to them, bless you, hey. This is the kind of stuff that God is releasing to his people in this season. But a lot of us are not aware and we don't believe. We say, I believe God, I believe God. But we don't believe God. If we don't believe God. If we did, we wouldn't be doing some of the things we do. We wouldn't be thinking some of the things we think. Uh-uh. He said, do you really believe, Madeline? I remember when I took my first airplane trip and was up in the air, I was so scared, I didn't know. I think my fingerprints is in the, um, in the holder. And my son was looking at me, and they were getting a kick out of it. And I was scared. I mean, I was scared. And then all of a sudden, I just sat back, closed my eyes. And, and the Lord spoke to me. He said, I thought you believed me. He said, I'm sending you on this trip. Nothing will happen to you. He said, do you believe me? I said out loud, I said, yes, Lord, I believe you. <laughs> and I was all right. He got me there because they had a dip in there like this. And I was like, woo, Jesus. Hallelujah. He'll make you call on you. I'm telling you. Because who else am I going to call on way up there? You know, I said, Lord, I'm just up this high with you because you allowed me to be here. But we get in situations and we don't understand that God has chosen and selected us, his best people, to do his best work. He said, I've called you to go and do that. I have put it in you already. You need to have the confidence. You need to have the faith that I am God and beside me there is no other. I am that I am. And when he speaks to me, he speaks to me with that. He closes. He says, I am that I am. And I say, bless you. So these keys are worship. John 4, 23 and 24 says, But a time is coming and is already here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit from the heart, the inner self, and in truth. For the Father seeketh such people to be his worshipers. God is a spirit, the source of life, yet invisible to man, kind, 
and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Do we believe God? Do we believe there's a God? I heard somebody as a Christian said this. Well, I hope that when I go, that there really is a God. I was like, wow. A Christian. Wow. And I said, Lord, please have mercy on them and forgive them for they know not what they say. You're a Christian, but you don't believe. Wow. Now, I know we got to go on levels of belief, and he keeps taking us higher and higher in our belief because he's promoting us in our belief, in our faith, because every level goes higher and higher. But come on, to say that with a collar? <coughs> no. Our worship is a spiritual reverence that comes from our whole heart that connects to God's heart. Worship is spiritual discipline. Worship is to honor God with extra, extravagant love and extreme submission. True worship is a matter of the heart expressed through a lifestyle of true holiness. An attitude of how truly we feel about God. Our worship genuine and true. Do we truly glorify God in our worship, spiritually speaking, through the truth of his word? We give God all kind of worship, but none of that's worship. It's not about the song you play. It's not about this and that and the other. But what is your heart? What is your attitude? What is my heart? What is my attitude? Do we humble ourselves before him and understand his holiness and purity as God our Father, as our Savior and Lord? And the Holy Spirit that he has placed in us. Wow. The word of God is another very important key. Psalms 119.11 says, Your word I have treasured in my heart that I might not sin against you. The word of God is our direct line of communication and instructions. The word of God is a balanced diet of the Holy Spirit's nourishment. Psalms 119.105 tells us the word is truth's shining light guides me in my choices and decisions. The revelation of your word makes my pathway clear. Psalms 1 tells us we are to live in the word. We are to delight ourselves in it, meditating on it day and night. Fasting and prayer are also keys of a healthy spiritual diet. We are given much power and authority as God's kingdom people. We are a royal priesthood sent to this world on purpose, for a purpose, with a costly purpose. Jesus paid the price for our salvation, but the anointed purpose we are here for must be paid for by us. 2 Peter 1.10 So then, my friends, try even harder to make God's call on your life and his choice of your permanent experience. If you do so, you will never abandon your faith or stumble and fall. Purpose demands preparation and separation. When we walk in purpose, there is no need for competition because only we can do individually what God has purposed us to do. Proverbs 18:16. A man's gift will make room for him and bring him before great men. So we don't have to compete with anybody for anything. 
God already knows our life is already laid out and planned for us. All we have to do is walk in God's will, in his purpose, and we walk right into everything. I've always said that. People say, well, I don't know what my purpose is. I said, just keep trusting God, hearing from him, drawing closer to him, and he will show you what it is. You will know. He will not leave us ignorant of Satan's devices, so he certainly wouldn't leave us ignorant of his purpose for us. We must understand that hard times will come our way, but God is with us, running all the way to the finish line. 2 Timothy 2, 3 and 4, endure hardness as good soldiers of Christ. No matter that, no man that warreth entangles himself with the affairs of the life that he may please him who have chosen him to be a soldier. We must fight to get and keep what God wants us to have through our faith because the enemy walks the earth seeking whom he may devour. The promise of God is if and when we walk in purpose, we will never fail. Trust and believe God's faithfulness. God has placed power in each one of our hands, but the development, our development must come first before this power can explode. Now, he, he, he releases so much of the power on different levels. As he takes us higher, more of the power comes forth. But he has placed power in each one of our hands. What has he placed in your hands? What has he placed in my hands? That is so important, yet it's right before your face. And it may be something so simple. He gave Moses a staff. When Moses raised that staff, miracles happened. The staff turned into a snake that ate Pharaoh's two snakes. It causes diseases all over there. But when he raised it, made turn the water to blood. All kind of things we know. But the greatest thing is that staff was used to part the Red Sea for the people to walk through. As I've been told so many times, God has some kind of Moses calling on my life. I don't know, but three people have told me, including you and your wife. But um, whatever it is, God is going to do it. But when, when hard things come in our lives, we have to remember to just call on God and know that it's something great and mighty, that call, that call that he has on our lives. So we can't compete with the call. We can't compete at all. People try to compete with gifts. But God said not to call. You will walk in darkness and totally depend on me. Did I ever think I'd be standing here? No. Did I ever want to? No. But, you know, I said, my big mouth, use me, God. Whatever you want to do. Be careful what you ask God for. That's why you got to make your calling and election sure in God. Sure in God. God, is this truly what you want me to do? And every time... A man will meet me in the street talking about, oh, so what you been doing? I said, well, the Lord been using me to pastor and minister. Oh, I don't believe in no woman pastor. I said, guess what? Take it up with him because I didn't want to be none. But here I am. And there you are. God does things that confounds the, the, the minds of the world. He can do whatever he want to do in any one of us. So think it not strange when God calls us to do things that maybe nobody else is doing. But he said, I'm God. I can do anything I want to do. Yeah. People ask me, I said, oh, God, I need some money. They said, well, you must think he's going to drop it out the sky. And I said, well, if he wants to, he can. He's God. He can do anything he wants to. But God has placed something in each and every one of our hands. 
He gave David stones. David took down Goliath, what every man was afraid of. David, one stone. One stone. We think a little stone. They try to put their armor on him and everything. You're going to need this buddy to deal with that. God said, no, all you need is me. And David knew that. He said, this day, God is going to have your head. This day, God. And that's when we go. I come in the name of Jesus. I come in the name of God. We don't come in our own name. We don't Amen. put ourselves out there. Yes. Yes. We come in his name. Mm -hmm. But we have power and authority. Joseph, he gave multiple talents and dreams. What is he building in you? And then what is he building you to build in someone else? We don't know what God is doing, but we know he's up to something. But we must remember that we are kingdom people, the sheep of his pastor. We are the anointed of Christ. Blessings is on the way. Suddenly, that's why I thank God. I had a bad suddenly because they told me my son wasn't going to be released. Then I had the good suddenly right quick. I said, here he is. But when we say about God's business and not allow Satan to distract us, God's got great things on the way. Pray my strength in the Lord and God bless you. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Father, I just thank you. Father, we thank you for this word. Would you take a moment right there and be intentional about receiving this word? This was really, really rich. And this was soul searching and deep foundational level. Just take a moment right now to eat it. Lord, I receive this in my spirit. Even though my brain may not be able to instantly recall all of it right now, but we receive it, the seeds that were sown. Let it find good soil. Yes. Yes. My Lord, let it find good soil. We don't just receive it at an emotional level where it's real shallow. That sounded good, but when it gets tested, then, it, then we get offended by the word. Just know right now that this word is going to be tested for you and all of us. Did I really receive this or was this just emotional? So Lord, let this word find good ground. I don't want to just take this at a shallow emotional level where it just sounded good, but it, I really didn't get it. And Lord, we pray that this word will not be choked out by the cares of this life. Yes. yes. Listen to that. By the cares of this life. When we walk out of here and you pick up all of the worries and the burdens and all of the drama and all of that, and then the word gets choked out. And by the deceitfulness of riches. You know what the deceitfulness of riches is? It's not the desire to be rich. It's the, I got to make it, I got to make it, I got to make it, I got to pay bills, I got to pay bills, I got to pay bills, I got I need the money, I need the money, I need some money, I need some money. The deceitfulness of riches is not chasing after riches, it's that desperate pressure for always feeling that I got to, I got to take care, I got to, I got to, later on for this, what God wants to do, I got to take care of this stuff first. If God will take care of this stuff first, then I will obey him. Then I will submit to That's the deceitfulness of the message. So let's come on. Pray, pray again right now. Lord, I pray that this word will not be choked down by the deceitfulness of riches. 
And Lord, we pray for Pastor Madeline and her family. Yes, Lord. Um, we ask that you would cause your angels to constantly stand guard around about them so that the enemy will not be able to retaliate against them. Lord, we pray for your protection, that you would keep them, that you would watch over them, and that you would continue to strengthen them, that your presence would continue to be with them, your provision, your protection. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Lord, we look forward to what you're going to continue to do in and through this family. We thank you, Lord, for your hand being on them, for your purpose and destiny for them. And we know, Lord, that it will be worked out in the earth. We thank you, Lord, for your kingdom being established in them and through them. In Jesus' name we pray and we thank you, Lord. We look forward to the blessing that they are continued to going to continue to be to us. We thank you, Lord, for Pastor Matlin and for the word today, for the blessing that it has been. Thank you, Lord. So, Lord, we pray for your blessing upon her. We bless her. We bless her. We bless her. We bless her. We thank you, Lord, for the gift that you have given to us through her and her family. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 As my wife was praying for you, I heard your family is like a city that's set on a hill whose light cannot be hidden. That's why the enemy has warred with you from your birth, through your marriage, through the children, because God's intention was that your entire family, your entire family, your entire family, and that's why the children are even one, that they could feel it. They thought it was just coming from you. So, Lord, we thank you for arresting yes. every yes. single one of them. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes. Bringing them into your yes. purpose. Yes, Lord. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Lord, let them run right into your Even our youngest son, who told us and blurted out when he was 10 or 11 years old, I don't want to be no pastor. <laughs> so he went on, grew up, went to college, married a girl from Canada, moved to Canada. Mm-hmm. Got a great job and then started attending this wonderful church, and God just arrested his heart. <laughs> and today he is on the, on the board of elders at the church. Amen. He, he went to another country and ran right into the will of So, Lord, we thank you for doing it for her children. Running from city to city and place to place, but Lord, you got a hold of their mother, so certainly. Yes. You can get a hold of them. Yes, Lord. Thank the Lord Jesus. Thank Amen. 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 Oh, what a powerful, powerful word. Yes. As you were sharing, Pastor Madeline, you kept coming back to this part of the theme of God building us and preparing us. And he reminded me of a study that I did long, long time ago about when the temple was built. The foundation in particular, the Bible says that the foundation was built in quiet and silence and in peace. And and they had to take these huge boulders, they would go to the quarry, and that's where they would cut out the stones. And they were beaten and shaped into chiseled, beaten, chiseled, and shaped. 
Because in those days, you didn't pour a foundation like they do today in cement. Right. The only way they could build a foundation was to actually put blocks yes. of stone that were shaped in squares or rectangles, and it was like putting together a puzzle. And they would fit them together, and they didn't use mortar. Like today we have brick, and they put mortar in between to hold it together. No. They would, they would shape them perfectly so when they slid the blocks together, they were airtight. But at the building site, when they, were, when they were putting them, fitting them together, they didn't use hammers. There was no, there was silence. In other words, they had, they did all the loud work took place out in the quarry. The beating and the hammering and the chiseling. When they got to the temple site, quiet. And they just put them in place. So that's what's going on with us. We're being chiseled and shaped so that when God places where we're supposed to be in the foundation, putting us all together, we just fit perfectly. Can you imagine? It's so perfectly designed, you just slot them into place. No mortar, no extra. Because it don't quite fit. God said, no. You fit perfectly. Yes. So, let's go through what we got to go through. <laughs> See, because what we keep thinking is once we get to where he wants us, the beating and the chiseling is going to continue. No, that's taking place now. So that when I get you where you're supposed to be, you just... That's right. Fit right in place and it's airtight. Yes. yes, thank you, Lord. Amen. Sometimes we thought it's always going to be this way because when we hear, we've seen other people in ministry mm-hmm. and we think it's always going to be that way. No, no, what he's talking about is go through what you need to go through yeah. because when he gets us there, it's right where you're supposed to be. That's right. Amen. Somebody say yes, Lord. Yes, yes, yes Lord. Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I needed to hear this. We couldn't wait to hear this. From what we've been going through the past week, the past month, the past 15 years, God used you to settle some things. And I know in all of us. I know it looks like everything can be going great uh, on the surface, but it's been a hard journey for all of us here to come to this place. When we first moved here, uh, right after we got here, my mom and dad lost their home in a fire. The pastor who took our place, we were sent out here and another pastor was installed to be the associate pastor. He died. My older brother had a heart attack. My younger brother had a heart attack. Then my mother had a stroke. Then another pastor was part of our Urban Pastors and Leaders Alliance. He died. We were making so many trips back to St. Louis and the right mom for funeral after funeral after one of our sons in the gospel died. Known this young man says he was 15 years old, 42 years old, he just died. And not to mention what was going on here at the same time. Of all of our people abandoning us and leaving us. And then we lost our home. And we had to start all over again. And being in a hotel and meeting in our house. 
And I am working for the state, and Carol working for the state. And we didn't, this ain't what we came here for. Right. We're supposed to be pastoring the church. <laughs> now we working jobs and ministering to people on the weekend and a building and a cafeteria. This isn't what we thought or planned, but God was chiseling and breaking and getting us so that when we finally saw and moved in the direction that He wanted, oh, in the community, life coaching. Homeless shelter, people coming out of prison, veterans, the aging, the real life stuff that people are going through. Harrisburg School District, children, parents. And we thought we was going to be able to do all that out of a church building. So part of what he had to beat and chisel off of us was the mindset that it's got to happen in church. But you got to have a building in order to do it, a church building to do it. So he had to chisel, beat. Sand is a... Get that off, get this off. It's not the way you think I'm going to do it. Yes, the calling, I'm saying, I'm sharing this with you to encourage you. He called you, he appointed you, he anointed you, but it feels like, but I'm so far away from the book. That's right, the way I thought it was going to be. But let him work on us. Because when, he find, when you find your slot, when he finds your slot, you're going to be airtight. That's what I'm supposed to be. Thank you, Lord. Thank Just tell the word. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Thank you.